You are listening to a message from Treeline Church, a life-giving church in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you are in the Pittsburgh region, we would love to have you join us in person for one of our services. Check out treeline.church for times and location. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. We're continuing a series here at Treeline called Elements. You may remember in school, if you can think back that long, about chemistry where you learned about the periodic table of elements. Remember it? It was a big square grid that had all the different little letters in it that represented the different different elements that you had to memorize and they'd give you a test on all of it. And it was really something great for science and maybe not so much now, unless you're a chemist, then it really is important for you. But another periodic table of elements that we're looking at are not based on scientific elements. They're based on elements in the Bible, the fruits of the Spirit. These are fruits that we as Christ followers are to live by, basically saying that if we are following after Jesus, there is some fruit, some evidence, some action, some things in our life that will begin to develop. Sometimes it doesn't come so natural, but here's the good news. When we stay connected to Jesus, when we're following after Him, we will see this fruit in our lives. The chapter and verse we've been in in Galatians 5, and it says this, starting in verse 22. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Fruit is something that is really great. And it's, it's summertime, and it's like the peak of fruit season. And I was even just noticing in our house how many different types of fruit that we have in our house, in our refrigerator, on our counter. There's just so many great and amazing fruits that we have. And it's just all the flavors, all the different textures, all the things. And even, even my children, who, you know, kids can sometimes be really picky. They even just love eating fruit. I mean, just grab it, take it, eat it, and go. I mean, God really knew what he was doing when he designed fruit fruit. It's something that's amazing. And it's the same thing that's true in our life. And that's why I think Paul called it this fruit. It's something that's attractive. Matter of fact, um, I don't know if you've noticed before, if you've had something good or it tastes good, you want someone else to experience it. And that happened in our house this week. We had some nectarines that had just maybe come ripe and they were really good. And I didn't really eat one. And, and my wife said, how do you have one of these nectarines? Christy's like, these, these are amazing. And I was like, you know what? I I'll pass. I don't really want one. She's like, no, this was like so juicy. It was the most amazing nectarine I've I've ever had. And so she just grabs one and starts cutting it up and gives me a slice. And I'm like, I don't really want one, but I I tasted it. I ate it. And she was right. It was really good. And then she cut it up and kind of left it there on the counter. And after she walked out, I ate the rest of the nectarine because it was really good. It tasted amazing. And that's what happens with the fruit in our life. The fruit of the Spirit is very attractive to other people. That when we are displaying the fruit of following after Jesus, other people will see that and be like, hey, I might want a piece of that too. And the same thing is true in our lives. Fruit is a good thing when we're following after Jesus and we're seeing this fruit cultivated in our life, it will become attractive to others. This week, the fruit that we're talking about is kindness. Now, I know there's enough kindness in the world, and we see it everywhere, so we're just going to take a pass this week, and we're not going to really talk about kindness. 
obviously totally kidding. There is a total lack of kindness in our world today. I was just talking to someone recently saying that social media has just become so toxic and so hateful and so angry and so bitter that I almost don't want anything to do with it anymore because something that we really lack in our world is kindness. Now, kindness isn't something that comes natural. It's something that we have to work towards. It's not really the most natural reaction. A lot of times, kindness is something that we kind of have to work and cultivate like all of these different fruits. And, you know, something that we see often is that a lack of kindness in our world is not just in social media. And, and honestly, this whole coronavirus, this whole COVID situation, and it's an election year, it just really intensifies the lack of kindness and the anger and the bitterness and the rage that people have. But it, it's everywhere, isn't it? The lack of, of kindness in, in, our, in our own homes sometimes and the way that we treat our family or even uh, in our workplace, we could see a total lack of kindness or even seeing people who treat other employees at a different store or a cashier or whatever, treating them with total no, no kindness whatsoever, no real care for that other person, just treating them and their feelings of being upset in that moment, or even something as benign as a kid's sporting events. Man, I've seen some parents really not show some kindness during those moments, which is pretty sad, right? But I don't know where you are or where you've been, but in so many different environments, we see this in our world today. And I think it's really important that we understand that these fruits of the Spirit only come through cultivation in our relationship with Jesus. That this fruit of the Spirit, like all of them, they've got to be cultivated. We've got to stay connected from Jesus. Matter of fact, Jesus said, apart from me, there is no growth. There is no fruit. That he's the vine, we're the branches. We've got to stay connected to him. And so that's the good news for me. That's not something that's like daunting or overwhelming. I think that's amazing because it kind of takes the pressure off me in a way that I don't have to be good enough. I don't have to cultivate this fruit of kindness all on my own. I don't have to feel bad sometimes when I don't feel like being kind. Have you ever been there and not feel like being kind to someone else? I know that for me, sometimes my natural reaction is not to be kind. When that person cuts you off in the car, when someone says something really cutting or snide to you, when your kid just mouths off just at the right time when you're already super stressed out, you might not feel like being kind. But the good news is when we can be connected to Jesus, we're following after him, we're learning to follow and live like he lived, the example that he has left for us. We can learn to be kind and be empowered by God's spirit inside of us. Now, I've got a lot of girls at home. Matter of fact, if you know us, we just added another one. We're five for five with girls. Apparently, that's just what we do. We make girls. And so, uh, Christy and I brought home another daughter a couple weeks ago. Her name's Haley Kathleen. Um, she is the sweetest little thing. Um, she is already just smitten. Her older sisters, they want to hold her all the time. They love her. And I've seen uh, my daughters display some amazing kindness. All of them. They've all showed different kindness at different times. And as a parent, this really softens your heart. You ever seen your child like display kindness to someone else unprompted? There's just something so amazing. It makes you feel so proud and almost convicting in a way because you're like, man, they, they just really get it. They're so kind. 
I remember uh, just recently one of our older daughters was just really struggling and, and having a hard time and was just really just struggling and, and feeling really down. And I remember our little Cora, who just turned four years old, she comes over to her and she just looks at her older sister and she says, you're a very special girl, trying to make her feel better and so kind. And that moment just melted my heart to see such a young child show kindness to someone else. Kindness is just something that is so amazing. There's something that's so comforting that comes from kindness. Kindness in a way is like a relational life raft. I remember this one time when I was in college. I was a freshman and I was living like 16 hours away from home. My first time away from home living on my own. I was in college and it was my first semester and I just remember feeling really overwhelmed. I was feeling kind of isolated and alone. I was feeling a little worn out and just the class I was in was just having a really hard time. And I remember sitting in this class. It was just the start of the class and everyone's kind of filing in and getting back to their space. And I remember this guy and I honestly don't even remember his name because it was like 22 years ago. And I I remember just sitting there and feeling down. I remember him just coming over and just showing some kindness to me and just put his hand on my shoulder and asked me how I was doing. And I I can't tell you in that moment that just that small act of kindness, something I'm sure he does not remember to this day. And I don't remember a lot of things about college, but I remember that moment so clear because I remember what it did for me and how it just changed my outlook and my attitude and just immediately knowing that someone was there with me, that someone saw me, that someone noticed me. Kindness really has the ability, it's amazing to being a positive change. That kindness has the ability to bring positive change. I was on a website I was researching this week, um, this idea of kindness, and I was looking for some examples and some stories about kindness, of people showing kindness, and I found this website called The List, and it had this list of different people showing kindness. And I think the title is even something along the lines of acts of kindness that will make you cry. And I'm like, okay, that's really cute. Nice title or whatever. And as I began to read through these stories and watch the videos of people showing kindness, I found myself tearing up watching these videos. I'm like, kind of like, get yourself together, Brian. This is, you don't even know these people, but there's just something so contagious about people doing something kind and something so moving when people do something selfless and show kindness to others. On this list, there were all different amazing kinds of selfless acts, but some that really stood out to me is that um, there was a young man named Aaron Collins, and he, he passed away a few days after his 30th birthday. But his last wish, boy, before he died, he told his family something that he really always wanted to do was to leave a server, a waiter, a waitress, a $500 tip. And so shortly after he passed away, his brother decided that he was going to carry out that wish for him. And so he went out to eat and he he, he gave a server at the end of the meal, he put a $500 tip out on that table and he video recorded it. And it was amazing to see the reaction. The server was just so moved as he shared the story on why he was doing that, why he was leaving that, why he was blessing her and showing that kindness. Now, when people saw this video, they reacted in a big way and they actually began to send his brother funds to be able to continue to do do this. As a matter of fact, his brothers continued to do this through the years, has traveled all 50 states and has left over 100 different servers a tip of $500. Why? Because kindness is contagious. When we see someone do something selfless, we can't help but be moved. Kindness has the ability to change, bring a positive change. 
something else that I saw that just really just moved me. I just thought it was just so touching was there a first grader. His name was Zach. And being in first grade, being a young man about six years old, and he was diagnosed with leukemia, something that was just really devastating for him and for his family. And so the treatment that he was going to go through was going to make him lose his hair. And you can imagine how big of a struggle that would be for someone who was young. And so he had to shave his hair. And something amazing happened is his best friend in school, Vincent, decided to do the same exact thing. That he shaved his hair, showing an act of solidarity with his best friend, saying, you know what? he's going to do that and risk being made fun of, then I'm going to back him up and I'm going to do the exact same thing. It isn't amazing to see the act of kindness and see someone do something for someone and it moves us. It's just something that just brings this positive change inside of us. Now, as amazing as those stories were and they go on and on and on and it was just so touching to read that, the opposite is kind of true. I, I was kind of laughing after I read through that list later on in the day in my social media feed, a story popped up and it was like perfect stories of revenge and it was like the polar opposite and it was showing all these people who had felt wronged by someone. They were like, felt wronged by their server. And so they wrote a big message on ketchup across the table and then left and someone who was, you know, cut off by someone in their car. And so they threw paint all over the car and they were just touting all these uh, amazing acts of vengeance against other people as if they were justified to do something terrible to someone. It was like the exact opposite of showing kindness. And if we can be honest, Reacting angry, reacting in our own flesh, reacting out of our own anger or upset or whatever it is, our bitterness is kind of the natural thing to do. I know this is true because I have young children and seeing them even as a young age, as much as they've displayed kindness, that sometimes they can be pretty selfish. Sometimes it's not the natural thing to be kind. And here's the amazing thing is that we don't really grow out of that, do we? That I've seen a lot of adults and myself included that my initial, my gut reaction when I feel wrong, when I feel upset is to not show kindness to someone else, but is to be angry. I think many times that we only show kindness to people who we feel are worthy of receiving it. Well, maybe they're a nice person or, or we like them so we can show them kindness or they did something nice for someone else so we can show them kindness and they never really tick me off and so, you know, I can show them kindness and we really kind of rate and judge who is worthy recipient of the kindness that we have to offer. But this is not the kindness that God is talking about that we are supposed to be developing this fruit of the Spirit kindness. It's not for just when it's convenient, not for it's when someone that we just like. Sometimes it really goes against the grain. It might not some be someone we like at all. Matter of fact, to back this up, we see the words of Jesus in Luke 6, starting in verse 31, the message translation, it says this, here is a simple rule of thumb for behavior. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you, then grab the initiative and do it for them. If you only love the lovable, do you expect a pat on the back? Run-of-the-mill sinners do that. If you help those who help you, do you expect a medal? Garden-variety sinners do that. If you only give for what you hope to get out of it, do you think that's charity? The stingiest pawnbroker does that. Jesus is really laying it on thick here, isn't it? And then he concludes with this. It was just the icing on the cake. He says, I tell you, love your enemies. Help and give without expecting a return. You'll never, I promise, regret it. Live out this God-created identity the way our Father lives towards us, generously and graciously. Even when we're at our worst, our Father is kind. You 
be kind. I mean, come on, someone. If there was this idea that following after Jesus was easy, passages like this and the words of Jesus just shatter that, don't they? That following after Jesus so many times requires act of selflessness. It requires us to die to ourself and our desires and say, you know what, God, I'm going to choose to live like you and follow after you. And this is one of those incredible examples, the challenge, the gauntlet being thrown down by Jesus. It's one thing to show kindness to someone who's nice and we think to deserve it, but God says, love your enemies? Your enemies? You're supposed to love the people who have wronged you, who have hurt you, who are actively pursuing you, trying to take you out? You're supposed to show kindness to those people? And Jesus is saying, yes. These are the people that even the people you don't like, even the people who have done you wrong, even the people who don't deserve your kindness, and trust me, there will be plenty of people in your life who do not deserve to receive kindness from you. Jesus is saying that we should love them, that we should help without respect, expecting a return. I love how he ends this, that God is kind, so we should be kind. In many ways that we see this in the same way that Jesus said, because God loved us and forgave us, we can forgive others. Because he loved us, we can love others. And because God is kind to us, we can be kind to others. See that we're following the example that Christ has set for us. Matter of fact, we see this in an action in Titus 3.5. It says, He saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. See, that God saved us and loved us and showed us kindness, not because we were good enough, not because of the right things that we done. See, we were not in the same condition for God to be like, well, you know, they were nice enough. They were good enough. They did the right things. They said the right things. So I'll show them forgiveness and mercy. No, God, just because of who he has showed us mercy that we don't deserve it. And frankly, we can't earn it from him. But he decides to show us kindness. And because of that, we can show kindness to others. Now, kindness doesn't happen on accident. It's not just something that happens just by chance. Now, sometimes people can be kind on their own, but something that we really got to know is that it requires being intentional. Kindness is almost like a muscle that you've got to exercise. You got to recognize the, the reaction that you're having and being like, man, it's probably not the most kind thing I've done. Or like me, I don't know if you've ever done something in the moment, in the heat of the moment. You're like, that definitely was not kindness. I don't know what that was, but that was not the right reaction. And you, you kind of feel that in the reaction to a spouse or to your child, or to a family member, or a friend, or a co-worker. Someone in your life who probably deserved the benefit of the doubt in that moment. But instead, we don't react out of kindness. We react out of the anger because kindness truly is a choice. I remember years ago, and I, I've shared stories about my friend. He's a pastor named Jason Rates and also a church planner. They've been a great supporter of our family and of, of Treeline and just really admire their church and what they're doing. And something that's really amazing about Jason is he actually travels around talking to teenagers who will go to schools and have an assembly and, and talk about, you know, anti-bullying and, and being kind and all those sorts of things. And uh, I remember years ago, he came uh, to one of our youth retreats when I was a youth pastor and he spoke and 
uh, afterwards he had like a table set up with all his merch you could come buy stuff and he had these shirts um, that he had from his organization called Choose Kindness and I remember it was the um, it was the really soft shirt it was amazing and it uh, up in the corner of the angle it just said like Choose Kindness on it. and I remember that shirt and I would wear it and I loved it all the time because it was I, and I love the idea because I think he's really right that you've got to choose kindness. Now, it was interesting that he would go into schools and, and teach that to children, teach that to young, even elementary age, middle school students to tell them that they got to choose kindness because it doesn't come naturally. And something that we've talked about and I really think is true is that just because you age out of it, just because you grow up doesn't mean that you get that choice to choose to be, you still got to choose kindness. It's not going to be natural. It's not going to be natural. It's going to sometimes, maybe for you, you're wired to be a little more kind. Or maybe like me, it's just got to be a choice. And sometimes you struggle with it. And you've got to check your heart and your attitude. And you're like, I've just got to choose to be kind. Why? Because I love God. And I realize the price that Jesus paid for my life. And I realize that I don't deserve it. I don't deserve his love, his grace, his mercy. But he so freely gives it to me. And he show, chose to show me kindness. And because God was kind to me, I can choose to be kind to others, even when they don't deserve it. See, friends, this is what it looks like to cultivate spiritual fruit in our life. And if we're really honest, kindness is super attractive. We talk about it, our mission as a church that we want to reach people who are far from God. <laughs> Let's, you know, there's no doubt about it that our city, our region, our country, our world is full of people who don't know God, who don't have a relationship with Him. And friends, you know it's not going to reach them shouting them down and, and, and arguing with them and telling them all the ways that they're wrong and, and missing the mark and how stupid they are and how incompetent. That, that's not going to win people to Jesus. But you know what will? Some attractional fruit. Remember the story I was sharing with you about the nectarine that I was like, you know, I don't want any. I'm good. I, I think I'm fine. I don't want any of that fruit. And my wife made it so attractive in that moment and even made it palatable for me, cut it for me, gave me a little slice of it, gave, let me taste it and see how good it was. And it just kind of leave it laying out there in the counter, already cut up and sliced, ready to eat. And then I ended up eating the entire thing. See, the same thing is true in our relationship with God. When we cultivate these fruits of the Spirit in our lives, friends, it's not just for our own benefit, that there are other people who may be saying the exact same thing about Jesus that I was saying about that nectarine. They might be saying, you know what? No, I'm good. I don't need any of that Jesus thing. I don't know if I believe any of that religion or, or God stuff or where it fits in. But if we just live it away that we make it attractive, we make it palatable, we just kind of lay it there and they're able to taste and see that the Lord is good. And they're able to see the fruit in our lives because we see it over and over again, especially with kindness. If someone just does a simple act of kindness, giving a stranger or someone who's homeless, providing them with a coat or boots, and the world just explodes, they can't believe it. It's like the world stops. Someone did something kind, and we see this over and over again because kindness is attractive. Kindness has the power to change, and we live in such an unkind and cruel world that we, as Christ followers, should be leading the way. We should be setting the example that God has set for us that we can now go and be kind to others. See, we can't gather as a church right now, but we can still continue to be the church. We can still continue to be Christ followers and point people towards Jesus. Instead of getting mad at everyone, deciding is it masks or no masks or going to school or not going to school or is it this or is that and getting into all the debates and the arguments and no one knows who to follow anymore. What advice? Can we just choose to be kind? 
Can we choose to give people the benefit of the doubt? Can we choose to say that we don't have all the answers and we're not exactly sure, but we know that God has asked us to be kind to others. And if we missed it right there in Matthew, he said, even the people who are our enemies, the people you don't agree with. Friends, God has made it clear that we as Christ followers have got to develop this fruit in our life. It's not only for our own benefit, but it's also for our witness to the world. And if we as Treeline have any chance of reaching people who are far from God, then we've got to cultivate this fruit and we've got to show kindness to others. So how can we get practical with this? What are a few things that we can do? Well, the first thing is this. Become aware of your reactions in your heart. See, are you simply always angry? Are you upset? Are you bitter? Or is you're seeing kindness come in your reaction, come when you treat other people. See, you can just become aware. And you might not get it right every time, but it's a great first step to just simply become aware. What is your natural reaction? What are you doing? Are you, are you choosing kindness? Are you kind of backtracking? Or is there maybe sometimes you didn't show kindness and you kind of have to re- bring it back up and you have to like, you know, hey, I, I kind of messed up. I'm sorry. You have to become aware of your reactions in your heart. The second one is this. Pray and ask God to help you cultivate kindness. Simply pray and ask God. Pray Him to to change and soften your heart. Pray and ask Him to show you opportunities of how you can show kindness to someone else. Maybe a family member, a friend, a co-worker, whoever it is. Just pray that God would cultivate that and help you because these, these fruits of the Spirit are not something that we do in our own strength and our own ability. That's why they're the fruits of the Spirit, not the fruits of my own ability. It's the fruit of the Spirit dwelling inside of us that God enables us and empowers us to have kindness. So simply pray and ask God to help you cultivate that in your life. And the last one is simply this. Look for ways to show kindness, maybe to a family member, maybe your spouse or your child, maybe a coworker, maybe someone in your life. Maybe it's a complete stranger, I don't know. But look for ways to show kindness. And you can even pray for ways for God to reveal and show this to you as well. Friends, prayers. Kindness has an incredible ability to change a situation. Kindness is so attractive. When other people see kindness, they can't help but want to be a part of that. And if we as Christ followers, we as Tree Line Church are going to create an environment that people want to come be a part of who we are and what we're doing and introduce them to Jesus and have their life changed by a relationship with God, it's got to start by us displaying fruits of the Spirit that are attractive. Instead of pushing people away and trying to cram something down their throat simply saying because God was kind to me we can show kindness to others would you pray with me Heavenly Father we thank you for the opportunity Jesus to develop and cultivate these fruits of the Spirit in our lives God I thank you for the many examples that people have showed me kindness in my life in times many times where I didn't deserve it and I I wasn't the greatest recipient of receiving that kindness, but someone decided to show it to me and how much it impacted and made a difference in my life. God, I pray that we would live by the example that you have left for us, that we would be kind to others as you've been kind to us. God, help us to cultivate as Christ followers this important spiritual fruit of kindness. And God, if we're just being really honest in this day and age, more than ever, we need to really step up. We need to really die to ourselves. And we need to really display this fruit of the Spirit to a world that desperately needs you. God, I thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, if you're here today 
and you've never accepted Christ in your life, if you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, I want to let you know that the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Don't wait. Don't put it off till tomorrow. Don't say, I'll take care of it then. See, today is the day of salvation. If you've never invited Christ into your life, there is never a better moment than to do it right now. You say, well, I'm not sure, and I don't know if I'm ready, and I don't know if I know enough stuff. See, you just simply got to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. That's all it takes. So I'm going to ask you to do something really simple. Just repeat after me this simple prayer. If you want to say yes to a relationship with Jesus, repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for giving your life for me. Forgive me of all my mistakes and sins. Come into my life. Make me brand new. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all of my life. Amen. Friends, if you just said that simple prayer and you believe it, we believe you made the best decision of your entire life. Matter of fact, if you made that decision, we would love to come alongside of you and help you make some next steps. If you would simply text the word rejoice to 970-00, we would love to follow up with you and just simply help you make some next steps in becoming a lifelong follower of Jesus. Why the word rejoice, you ask? Because the Bible says that even if one person makes the decision for Christ, that all of heaven is rejoicing. They're throwing a party in your favor right now. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We're so excited to have you. We're so excited to continue this really important series this summer. I encourage you to not check out, to stay engaged, to continue to just get involved here at Treeline. We love you guys. We're thinking of you. We're praying for you. Don't hesitate to reach out. If you need anything, we're here for you. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect with us or learn more about our church, please visit us online at treeline.church or on social media. Our mission is to see family trees changed by a lifelong relationship with Jesus. We hope you can listen or join us next week.